We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, everyone, to the Week 12 edition of the WaverWare Podcast, the Tuesday edition of the WaverWare Podcast, and also the pre-Thanksgiving edition of the RotoWire NFL Podcast. Lots of other football content coming out on the RotoWire site, YouTube channel, uh, I assume anywhere you listen to your podcast as well, too. Over the coming days, we're talking specific WaverWare pickups ahead of that Thursday start time, three games Thursday, one game Friday. Uh, thankfully, Black, uh, Black Friday has come early for the Jets, who have already fired Zach Wilson. He's can be third string quarterback for them. We'll talk <laughs> about what fired, that means. Demoted. You Not, might as well say fired. Matt Canada is, is fired, right? Yes, we can you're say right. that the Pittsburgh offensive <laughs> coordinator is fired, proving to us that indeed, like you were saying earlier, you can fire bad coordinators, which the Packers haven't quite processed yet. But in any case, there's a difference between Matt Canada fired and Zach Wilson, like super fine, demoted. fine. Uh, yeah, that Zach would be like Wilson. if Matt Canada was like reserve tackles coach assistant. Then you know, then then that might be equivalent. But we're not uh, quite there yet. Okay. Anyway, had All to right. come in hot off the good, bat. Good, good right? correction. It's Thanksgiving Thank week. you, Jake. It's Thanksgiving hey, I week. appreciate that. There's there's no love lost between us, but we will get you set uh, for your waiver wire pickups. There has been a few, obviously, with injuries over the past. Uh, I was going to say 24 hours, but 72 hours or so. Uh, Dating back to that Thursday game, we'll get you set on those top guys uh, and uh, at least some some consideration for future weeks as we enter both the last week of no buys, fantasy playoffs coming up, and of course, uh, a situation where you have to monitor who to acquire with the trade deadline as well in fantasy. So let's hit the, mu- let's hit the music. Again, welcome to the Tuesday edition of the RotoWire Fantasy Football Podcast brought to you by our friends at Circus Sports. I'm Joe Bartle. You can follow me on Twitter, JB Fantasy Sports. You can always follow Jake at Roto Jake. Uh, we had talked about a few. There's at least a top three, like a, a quality top three wave wire pickups. It's not quite retreads per se. Uh, there's a few sleeper guys that I, I want you to consider, at least for future weeks. Mm-hmm. The early Thursday game will complicate, complicate a few things. And unfortunately, I think we have very little information on a few quarterback situations that might add Mm -hmm. additional value to a few of these players too. Unfortunately or fortunately, I guess for, for listeners out there, I always try to add like a few more unique top five waiver wire pickups or lesser rostered ones in super deep leagues. I think top five is real cut and dry Mm -hmm. this week. Yeah. I was surprised to see that we had very similar top fives and there were some, there were some longer shots that I originally stuck into the, into my top five, but as I kept looking at um, at the players, especially those that are coming off of a buy, where managers had to make really tough drop decisions, who saw their ownership percentage severely depressed, um, you know, especially as I started to see more and more names there. Um, there, there were there were guys that had to go into my top fives. I mean, there's only one guy in our collective top five that's in single digit percentages uh, right now. But uh, and I and I think that's warranted. But like I said, we'll get through these guys. A lot of them are thirty to forty five percent rostered. And then when we get into the individual position sections, that's when we can uh, go ahead and uh, and maybe take a deeper dive into some uh, some long term some dart throws, if you will. I'm going to rattle off the top five list, Jake, and then we can go through those players a little bit more individually if you'd like before we get to those positional designations you mentioned. So number one, Zach Charbonnet at 44% rostered on Yahoo formats. Back up to Kenneth Walker. Walker appears doubtful for Thursday. It might be that Walker out. Walker misses a, a bit more time, and Charbonnet was uh, was getting more playing time as is. So for sure, he's the top guy that you look at 
but likely already rostered. Isaiah likely is the only one that probably is available widely in all formats. We have a user question relating tight ends. Uh, we'll we'll factor in likely among the bunch of other options, but with Mark Andrews likely done for the season. I know what John Harbaugh said that maybe he returns during the postseason mm-hmm. for the Ravens. For our purposes for fantasy, Mark Andrews is done. Was Isaiah likely mean in this offense? Mm-hmm. Then there's Jaden Reed for the Packers. I had mentioned Dontavian Wicks as well, although he's in concussion protocol. That he clears that Thursday seems unlikely. Both those Packer receivers are on our list. Pop Douglas as well. We've mentioned him what three, four weeks down a row. Uh, possible change at quarterback. Bill Belichick will refuse to name a starting quarterback before Sunday's game. That <laughs> matters cool. absolutely zero. Jake, I'm, I'm refusing to tell you what clothes I'm going to wear for Thanksgiving. You're like, oh, yeah, cool. It mm-hmm. makes no difference. You're ugly either way. Thanks, Jake. Appreciate that comment. Uh, and then you have Ezekiel at number five. I have the Giants defense. I'm just saying I'm going to talk about a streaming defense at some point. There's a few of the quality options there. Sure. Uh, you know, whatever else. So again, Zach Charbonnet, Isaiah Likely, Jaden Reed, Pop Douglas, Damaro Douglas, and then some sort of streaming defense mm-hmm. or Ezekiel Elliott is our top five wave aware yeah. pickup list. We'll have an interesting streaming defense discussion then because the Giants weren't quite on my I know, you didn't even I'm, have them on there. That's I'm why I included them in my list. That. Okay, so I mean, from the top though, I mean, Zach Charbonnet, 44% rostered. That was like yesterday when I started looking. First come, first served leagues have driven that up, I'm sure, a couple percentages. Uh, he is he is the man for Seattle, right? Kenneth Walker's hurt. Pete Carroll has a weird history of how he descri- describes injuries, often undersells them a little bit. Um, but he said that he has a, what did he say, like a serious oblique strain or a legitimate oblique strain some kind of thing that you know and and an oblique strain you know i think of it in baseball this is where it happens most often right Mm -hmm. that's an il stint for sure um we're talking possible ir stint um wouldn't surprise me at all uh for seattle here and uh zach charbonnet steps in now Zach Charbonnet was cutting into Kenneth Walker's workload to begin with, right? He was slowly and slowly getting more snaps and more touches every week, and he's establishing a role as a pass-catching back. So uh, that's where I think most of his value is here. The biggest downside with Charbonnet, and the reason that people want to say, no, he's not an RB1, he's not a must-start anymore, is his upcoming schedule and his playoff schedule, and that's what makes people um, you know, a little bit wary. He's got San Francisco twice, uh, Dallas, Philly, who's number one against opposing backs, although, you know, I test maybe wise last night, not necessarily the case in Tennessee. So it's a real tough schedule. But, you know, when we get into the position by position, I'll try to uh, play a little devil's advocate there and say tell you why he is startable against teams like the 49ers. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Uh, I had Kenneth Walker rostered in a lot of places, never once dropped Charbonnet, right? That was that was the yep. guy that I'm keeping up Uh I actually traded for Charbonnet in the keeper league to get him as a $0 keeper. And now this this next four weeks is going to decide, like, will he be one of my keepers or not? Yeah, and it's it's not like the Seahawks have to make a decision on Kenneth Walker that they drafted Charbonnet in the second round and Kenneth Walker in the second round in back-to-back years. Doesn't mean anything on either one of their talents. Uh, But Mm -hmm. we'll we'll have to see. I mean, if it is a four-game stint as the main ball carrier, we saw last year. Kenneth Walker getting that opportunity when Rashad Penny went down for what felt like the entire season and Kenneth Walker was insane too. So I think this offense will absolutely make Charbonnet uh, not a top 10 play, but I think right around that same point, I'd be willing to trade major assets for him if we knew for certain that Kenneth Walker was not going to return uh, for at least four weeks. So again, Zach Charbonnet, Isaiah Likely, Jaden Reed, Demario Douglas, maybe uh, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Dontavian Wicks makes that my list. A.T. Perry, uh, we talked about him last week as well, too, makes my list for the Saints or a streaming defense. So really a clear top three with Jaden Reed being uh, mm-hmm. semi-rostered in some places. And uh, you can also mm-hmm. throw in Demario Douglas, too. Yeah, so I was actually going to put your boy Dontravian Wicks on my list. And that's when I realized that Jaden Reed's actually only 36% rostered. So Jaden Reed effectively booted him off the list. Now, Wicks is in concussion protocol, which, uh, you know, we didn't quite realize uh, after Sunday's game. So that, that, that'll get interesting there. And he has only been seeing a third of the snaps anyway. Reed is someone that, like, I would drop Christian Watson for Reed if I had the chance because the usage is, is clearly there. Reed is getting carries. It's only going to continue to get carries, uh, you know, given the running back situation there that we're going to discuss a little bit. And he is, he's a big play guy that love trusts. And, and he finds ways to get open. So he's definitely on there. And then there's another tier of guys I mentioned that um, 
were uh, that were dropped during the buys and that definitely are worth rostering in fantasy. Pop Douglas, of course, being one of them, uh, 32% rostered. You know, you could throw Rashid Shahid in that mix. He's 45%. You could even throw Josh Downs in that mix. You know, he's 50%. Players coming off buys that were probably dropped in too many leagues by managers that had to make really tough decisions and now are suddenly back on the wire for you to go ahead and pick up. So there's a whole tier of receivers there that you would like. And then, of course, I, I made Ezekiel Elliott number five. I think at 38% rostered again. He was closer to 50% than we had the buy. Um, Zeke's already getting, like, double-digit touches pretty much every single game, and he's solid in pass protection, you know, so he has standalone value without Ramondre Stevenson. If anything happens to Ramondre Stevenson, um, you know, I'm looking at Ezekiel Elliott in in a better outlook than even Charbonnet the rest of the season because... No, no. No, Look at some of these... No. Yeah, if if his RB1 gets hurt, it's uh no I'm serious. Do you I'm want the RB one see. of the worst offense in the league? And we will we will determine who is the worst offense this week when the Giants face off against the Patriots and Tommy DeVito takes <laughs> I don't on know. Bailey DeVito Zappi. looked okay last week. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. The Patriots have the worst offense in the league, and mm-hmm. I don't want an over the hill running back in the worst offense, even if he's getting 20 plus touches. Zach Charbonnet is good, obviously. Mm-hmm. The Seahawks offense isn't great, but I'm not assuming Geno Smith is Bailey Zappi, and I'm not yep. assuming uh, Geno Smith is playing in the same system that Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones have been. Yeah, it, no it's, definitely, it, it's definitely opportunity over skill in this situation at this stage in Ezekiel Elliott's career, but I will not deny what can happen to him and, and what, uh, you know, what type of fantasy production you can count on if he's getting 20 touches. Uh, I can deny a lot of things, but that's fine. No, no, and that's why he's number five on this yes, list and why exactly, I would take exactly. his defense. That's over. why I put him just above Rashid Shaheed. But, you know, I put I had to throw Shahid in there as an honorable mention at number six at 45% rostered. So, you know, real close with these kind of fringe guys that are, uh, you know, we, we, call them, we call the Zeke line, you know, or uh, the Donovan Peoples-Jones line. Yes, well, yeah. what, what has uh, it been in yeah, past the, years where there's the DPJ replacement? Line, yep. Yeah, the DPJ line. Yeah, uh, yeah so maybe it's the Zeke line or the Rashid line this year. But Rashid gets interesting. We'll talk about some Saints receivers uh, later on in the show here. And um, so, yeah, you, you pretty much had this, a, a very similar list, except you're liking the Giants defense. Right, and I, th- I think the tight end line as well, too, is really interesting where Isaiah likely fits in mm-hmm. rest of season among the Trey McBrides of the world. Mm-hmm. We've talked about a number of these guys that have, yeah. have really done well because I'm calling tight it the, end 7 through yeah. 12 has kind of fallen off the map. Mm-hmm. I'm calling it the Kate Outen line, right? Guys like David Njoku and Trey McBride are just above the Kate Outen line. And likely, will he be above or below? I guess, you know, I guess we'll see. Looking at some game logs from last year, mm-hmm. um, you know, he only had three double-digit PPR games all of last season. He only scored three touchdowns last season. It's not like, um, you know, he's suddenly going to take over and jump into that Andrews role. He will be productive enough to be a startable. Like, if you lost Mark Andrews in a deep league, and if you had Mark Andrews, you probably weren't carrying an Njoku or exactly. an Otten as your backup yeah. tight end, right? So you're going you're going to the wire and uh, seeing what you can find. And likely Sherlock, you know, most definitely better than a Stoll or a Stone Smart or however we want to do this. So, um, he, yeah, so, so we like that there. But um, anyway, I, we lost our train of thought going back to likely here. No, it's 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 good. I mean, I, I think this is going to be really important. Uh, other than Travis Kelsey – you have TJ Hawkinson and Sam Laporta, and we have a number of these tight ends that have fallen off. Dallas Goddard injured, Darren Waller out for the season, Pat Frymuth just returning. Maybe that Matt Canada has been fired actually makes a difference for Pat Frymuth, but up until a point, I've had zero interest in him whatsoever. Uh, David Njoku is around that tight end 10, but I'm just saying tight end six, and Kyle Pitts in that factor, tight end six through 12 has just been miserable this year, much in the same way the quarterback position has been annihilated as right there. Trevor Lawrence finally returned, but then we lost Joe Burrow for the season. It's it's really, really, really tricky. So uh, I'm really I'm, I'm curious what your line is. I have a certain line as well, too, with those tight ends. We'll get to that a little bit. I want to talk about running backs, and there has been a line, like a, a line of demarcation change. There's been some of those really low-end guys that I think we can cycle through a bit more. Before we talk running backs, let's get a word from our sponsors real quick, Blue Wire. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, we're back. And we mentioned Zach Charbonnet makes our top overall waiver wire list. He leads our running back group uh, for, for I think, the foreseeable future. You had mentioned before when we were just discussing Zach Charbonnet a little bit, playoff schedule very difficult. Yeah. We're expecting Kenneth Walker to miss significant time. Now. Yes, exactly. So like I said, we go back to this. Uh, it's a strange, strained oblique. That was legit, according to Pete Carroll. Um, so, you know, with how Carroll tends to downplay things, you know, I could see this being an IR injury. We'll we'll have to see. I, I very much doubt that he's. I think they have to make that Wednesday. Back. I think they have to make that decision Wednesday because they play Thursday. Exactly. So, anyway, we have uh, Charbonnet here, and um, you know, to date, the production that Charbonnet has gotten. I mean, he did have 15 carries for 47 yards last year, last week. You know, a little more than three yards per carry. Nothing to write home about. But what I'm excited about is the fact that he caught all six targets for 22 yards. He was already establishing himself as a pass catching back. Now, again, you look at the schedule. You have San Francisco twice, Dallas once. Dallas is a tough matchup at Dallas, especially uh, in two weeks in Week 13. So that's going to be tough. But uh, the San Francisco matchup for opposing running backs, I'm going to try to make the point that it isn't quite as bad as uh, you might assume it is on paper. Now, they're only number nine against opposing running backs in uh, in, sta- in standard formats. They go down to 11 in uh, PPR. Uh, yeah, so nine in standard, 11 in PPR. And I think that the San Francisco defense, especially in a lot of these games that they come out and they lead, they end up giving giving away receiving yards to running backs, and this is exactly where Charbonnet uh, comes in because teams are playing catch up. You know they're trying to do these last minute garbage drives. Um, you know again, it, this doesn't mean you know real life production, but I think fantasy wise, Charbonnet is going to be just fine in these matchups against against San Francisco. I'm I'm see, seeing five six catches minimum uh, f- for the situation. I assume Geno Smith is okay. Remember he left the game with an elbow injury. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh, Drew Locke had to come in, and then Geno eventually forces way back in despite the bad elbow bruise there you know you could see him on the sideline going like this and whatnot but uh he had to force his way back in I think he'll be fine this week um but I definitely see checking down to Charbonnet quite a bit um and looking at the other backs on this roster DJ Dallas is around but he does things that are 
very similar to what Charbonnet does. So I don't think DJ Dallas, is, who's 0% rostered right now, is suddenly worth a pickup outside of anything desperate, you know, complete desperation. Like I picked up Chris Rodriguez late last week, complete desperation. You know, that's kind of what you're looking at is a desperation play. I think Charbonnet is going to be definitely absolutely startable, uh, you know, for these next few weeks, despite what the matchups say on paper. You mentioned DJ Dallas. He played six offensive snaps last week. I actually would assume if Kenneth Walker goes on injured reserve, and this is this is not even like a sneaky ads call like Alan does uh, with Jeff every every Monday. It's always a great uh, listen and watch on YouTube. Mm-hmm. This isn't even sneaky ads. It's like don't hate yourself ad. Like don't hate yourself this much to make the ad. But Kenny McIntosh was a really interesting rookie entering August. He had been on injured reserve all year. He was a Georgia pass catching running back too. They had drafted obviously Charbonnet early on, but then they also got McIntosh with that seventh round pick. McIntosh is better than DJ Dallas at what DJ Dallas does best. So I would assume if Kenneth Walker goes on injured reserve, we're going to see those seven to 10 snaps that Dallas gets go to McIntosh at some point in the near future. Again, not that you're picking yep. up McIntosh, but if, if you're well, saying Seahawks are going to be trailing by double digits, uh, it's going to be the Rico Dottle thing, uh, but reverse. And we'll talk about him in a second for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. I actually like McIntosh in, in that junk time production role. Yeah, sure. And, um, also, like if you look at Macintosh's game log, why has he been MIA? He just was activated off IR. Correct. I mean, he didn't yep. play. Uh, uh, it was last weekend he was activated. He didn't play week ten. He was a healthy scratch week eleven. But you know, coming coming week twelve, I think he at least gets the chance to suit up. Right, and I think DJ Dallas can do special team stuff. So if you're saying which of the two would I rather have rostered, well, Dallas has utility role for the whole offense, for the whole team, not offense. Whereas Macintosh, you can have now both in the roster. So that that's. If Kenneth Walker be placed in injured reserve, and again, I think we'll find that out Wednesday because the team plays Thursday. So Charbonnet is the top option overall, likely rostered in a lot of places. It's going to be a third consecutive week of the Cowboys absolutely annihilating whoever they play, in this case the Commanders, on Thursday. Uh, I almost wonder if Rico Dottle becomes another option if you really are desperate at running back. Uh, again, plays the Commanders. Played a decent amount this past week against the Panthers in a game that really was not competitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so here we are again. Rico Dottle, 16%. Um, 10 touches last week. Woo, right? But if you yep. take a look at the uh, the box score breakdown, thanks again, Jerry. Um, seven of those 10 touches were in cor- when we were in the fourth quarter, and he played 70% of the snaps in the fourth quarter. So those first three quarters wasn't really much of a factor offensively. You have to count on this game being a blowout for Dowdle to have any kind of utility. But like you said, sure enough, uh, they're home against Washington, and uh, I expect this game to be a blowout. They're showing out for Dolly Parton coming for that halftime show, no doubt. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> you know, right. I, just, I, just, I just had to throw that out. Some some grade-A analysis there, though. But, uh, no, Dowdle could have, again, not a very high ceiling. Um even Tony Pollard had a solid game this past week, scored a touchdown, you know, kind of broke that streak. So uh, Rico, Rico Duddle is fine, but, um, you know, he's definitely not a game-changing. It's more of a, a more of a desperation pickup. You don't you don't pick him up and think he's going to evolve in anything but barring injury. He is kind of the garbage time back, and fortunately the Cowboys are good enough this year to have a decently fantasy-productive garbage time back. So that's what we're, that's what we're doing. That's where we are. Yeah, no, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Uncle Ted just chimed in saying uh, Brandon Cooks is going to be wide receiver one uh, if C.D. Lamb is injured. Of course, uh, Uncle Ted has been campaigning for Brandon Cooks all of last week. That didn't look good, predictably, like we called. He's also been campaigning Roshan Johnson, which might look good, uh, given that Deonta Foreman's been mm-hmm. a little bit more banged up as well. Yeah, that's an interesting one. All, also, by like the way, too, Brandon yeah. Cooks is only uh, 54% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. If this C.D. Lamb injury turns into anything serious, then uh, I'm, I'm, I'll take a look at Brandon Cooks. Fine. I'd also take a look at Jalen Tolbert, to be honest. He's got five targets in three consecutive weeks. Yep. Um, and this Washington secondary is dreadful. Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, the over-under was like a 47. I, I like the over. The Cowboys could do that altogether, especially if they get another pick six or whatever else. Sam Howell gets <laughs> sacked to the extent that he does. I think there's a lot of points, and that's going to be the, probably the highest scoring of the Thursday games, I really feel like, uh, come Thanksgiving. Moving over to the Dolphins' backfield, you had Devon Achan uh, get activated off injury reserve promptly get injured once again. Um, I, I don't think he'll play Friday in that yeah. Black Friday game against he's the Jets. He's not ruled out yet, but with yeah. the short week and with the fact that he's a rookie and the other yeah. fact that there seems to be other backs around, um, I would be surprised if he played. So then we run into, is, is there value in anyone after Raheem Mostert, right? Because uh, yeah. Jeff Wilson was a healthy scratch. You know, you know what are they thinking of him? They clearly think that uh, Selvan Ahmed is ahead of Jeff Wilson mm-hmm. on the depth chart. Um 
So I don't know. Maybe that's a special teams thing. Maybe not. Um, uh, Jeff 20, Wilson, twenty offensive snaps and has played at least yeah. uh, eighteen in all of the last five games too. And you look at the rest of the season schedule. So Jets, Commanders, Titans, Jets in Week fifteen. You could make a case that every one of those games the Dolphins are going to be favored by ten plus points. Ahmed might be another one of those uh, Rico mm-hmm. Donald types where you could actually actually get production even if they are uh, not even considered the number two option yep. on the team. But granted, you know, we'll end up with the Jeff Wilson game because that's how this works, right? <laughs> uh, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll end up with the random Jeff Wilson game sooner or later here. So, uh, yeah, the Miami backfield is interesting, as is the Green Bay Packers backfield. Uh, yep, yep. Aaron Jones, of course, uh, suffers the the, AC, or the MCL strain. Uh, it looked not great on TV. I had told all my friends that's a season-ending one. Not that I thought he was actually out for the season, but the way the Packers medical staff is, you always add two extra games on to whatever the return timeline is. So I, I don't think Aaron Jones plays for the next month or so. Month or so. I'm not sure why I had to have a lisp there. And then you had Emmanuel Wilson uh, dislocate his shoulder. He's going to be out for some time. That was their mm-hmm. number three running back. So A.J. Dillon yeah. enters into a very prominent role. And if you look at his schedule over the next couple of weeks, you have the Buccaneers, who are really good run defense. But otherwise, Lions this week and then the Giants in week 14. I think A.J. Dillon might be someone I'd consider trading for he might be mm-hmm. a very clear running back, too, or, during a very pivotal point of the fantasy season. Or just type him in and see if he's there, which mm. he might be in a 10-team league. He's only 62% rostered in Yahoo formats. That means uh, more than a third of leagues. He's out there for the taking for nothing. I'd use your number one waiver wire claim on him if you can um, at this point in the season. But, yeah, so, okay, so had, with Aaron Jones, back to his injury, have have they has anybody said what it is? I keep seeing MCL strain or sprain uh, the, the, or kind the, of thing. The, the, Twitter doctor guy said MCL strain. That's yeah. what we have so far. And Reddit is going with MCL strain as like if as if it's completely official official. So you know that's what we have. You know, in the absence of actual reporting here, you know we we go to the Twitter. Doctor All I know is as a Packer fan, whatever you think the injury is, add two more games, especially for the Christian Watsons and Aaron Jones, who are always banged up with with, with something. It they they will never they never play them early. I mean, like Aaron Jones could be. Literally last game of his career, he could be he could be cut this off season, and they will not care. They will just say no, no, no. You don't need to, you know don't need to play. It's fine. We're not interesting. Okay, so like oh, after AJ Dillon, if you need some long shots here, right? Uh, the Packers did sign Patrick Taylor off the Patriots practice squad, so that means that he's around for three weeks, right? And um, and I see that as a uh, kind of a third down back pass protection fill in that type of deal. That's kind of the role that he had had in the past. So Patrick Taylor is a long shot. He might get a couple of those. Uh, um, he'll get some screen passes. He'll get a little passing down work, maybe a carry or two. Uh, Green Bay also brought back free agent James Robinson to their practice squad. So I don't think James Robinson is going to crack the fantasy thing. If there's a back that's not A.J. Dillon to own, it's Patrick Taylor. And right. he's just – but he's just uh, – probably put Patrick Taylor over Selvin Ahmed and Jeff Wilson. If we're really yeah, going to rank these guys. Well, certainly Jeff Wilson. I think Jeff Wilson's thing is done, which is sad. I have yeah. a lot of my rosters yet. I, mm-hmm. Like, uh, So if you're saying Rico Doddle, Salvin Ahmed, Chris Rodriguez, or yeah. uh, Patrick Taylor, I think I want Patrick Taylor over Chris Rodriguez, even though I think Rodriguez is a better player. The Packers, will they have to, they have to use another running back. And mm-hmm. even though I think Patrick Taylor is really bad at the game of football, that's just where they are at right now in the depth chart. Yeah. Uh, and he's going to have so many opportunities. James Robinson might have mm-hmm. opportunities too. But Doddle and Selvin Ahmed are, are going to get legitimately good opportunities against legitimately bad defenses. And I'm not sure we can say the same about the Lions. Yeah, sure. Okay. And then, uh, you know, like you mentioned, Chris Rodriguez, he was out there because uh, uh, Antonio Gibson was inactive with a toe injury. Only 21% of snaps, but carried the ball six times for 43 yards, um, which inspires, I guess, a little bit of confidence. Granted, it was against the Giants, and they were – they were down in this game pretty you know pretty big surprisingly but um you know if uh if Antonio Gibson misses again Brian Robinson what did i see he's like rb4 in ppr leagues yes, the guy's been, the guy's been an absolute machine this year so if gibson misses out there's a there's a slight glimmer for chris rodriguez but again you're expecting five fantasy points and you call that a win yeah, uh, from a dropping perspective, I think it's time for Deonta Foreman uh, to hit the ice. You got Khalil Herbert, who was activated off injured reserve. Uh, you got Roshan Johnson was a factor. Deonta yes. Foreman being injured. I mean, it's just it's we're in a tricky spot right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, we have to talk about the Bears real quick. Uh, Khalil Herbert came back, actually led the Bears' backfield in snaps at 44%, and tied Deontay Foreman with nine routes ran. Uh, 
But, of course, Herbert was the only one with targets. He uh, caught two of his three targets, also ran the ball 16 times for 35 yards. Deontay Foreman injured. He could be out of the mix here. Um, and then, of course, you still have Roshan Johnson um, hanging around here. So, De- you know, Deontay Foreman has an ankle injury. We don't quite know uh, what, what exactly is going to happen. He did get a touchdown prior to his departure. Um, so we'll see. I still think Khalil Herbert takes the majority of this in like a mm-hmm. 60-40 split over Roshan Johnson because I, I, I don't think um, – you know, basically Foreman going down injured allowed Roshan to keep a somewhat similar role right. as he's had the last couple of weeks, which hasn't been productive. Six carries for 30 yards, zero targets, only ran five Uncle rows. Ted says it's very productive. What are you talking about? Five yards a carry, Jake. Come on. Yeah, five yards a tote, man. Yeah, that, you know, that's crazy productive. Those three fantasy points probably won the week for you. Um, <laughs> again, we like to we, we like to have some banter here. I love um, Uncle Ted. He's always yes, here. Very exactly, consistent and reliable. Exactly. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so Roshan Johnson's on the list. He probably falls into this mix somewhere. He um, does, for sure. Yeah, I'd actually – Here's here's the only so, issue, Jake, so, is that you have all no nobody's on by. Like you really shouldn't be having to concern yourself with the Rico Doddles, Selvin Ahmeds, and Roshan Johnson's the one. Like if if they are starting for your team, if you are considering starting these people for your team, you, you're probably losing the week. Mm-hmm. I mean, you probably are. That's that's the, the the point blank case of this. There's a scenario in which you had Kenneth Walker and Aaron Jones, and, and you're probably know, losing the week. <laughs> yeah. You, all right. Fair just, enough. But hey, give give yourself a fighting chance if you punted running backs and never ended up hitting on any of them. Give yourself a fighting chance to some of these guys, maybe. But that's what we're looking at for the running back landscape this week. It ain't pretty if you can't get Charbonnet. You might be looking to trade if you can. I know a lot of leagues have trade deadlines this week. So, uh, you know, get it in while you can. Otherwise, you're looking at your your Dowdles and Ahmeds and Patrick Taylors and Chris Rodriguez's of the world. That's how it is. <laughs> yeah, yep. Uh, we'll also get ready for the big game party at Circa Resort and Casino. It's Super Sunday in Las Vegas this year. You can watch the big game poolside at Stadium Swim's big game viewing party. Massive screen, booming game sound, and, of course, you get the view of the pyrotechnic and visual effects throughout the Super Bowl. Snag the best seat in the sun with day beds, poolside boxes, cabanas, and more, or touchdown at the world's largest sports book, Circa Sports, for the big game bash, three stories of football glory, featuring a $78 million pixel screen book your seat with a variety of reservation options including bottle service open bar stadium style food and more and of course don't miss out on those veg- legendary viewing options viewing options or experiences on february 11th the big game parties only at circa resort and casino reserve today at circa las vegas.com and of course we also have a word from our sponsors splash sports Rotowire is proud to partner with Splash Sports for the 2023 fantasy football season. Uh, Splash Sports empowers gaming commissioners to earn by creating contests. Commissioners can set up a contest, add their style, and enjoy the evolving Splash Sports platform for customized preferences from daily to season-long contests. Splash Sports caters to various playing styles, such as DFS, Pick X, and Traditional Survivor. And unlike traditional sports books, Splash Sports pits you against your friends and family, not the house. Splash goes beyond betting, a space where friends can connect, strategize, and share in the excitement of sports. Rotoware will be running a weekly DFS tier contest, and I think a Thanksgiving one as well, too, a Thanksgiving special on Splash Sports all season. Well, not, I guess for this week specifically. Can you beat the Rotoware experts? Visit rotoware.com slash splash to enter today. All right, from a wide receiver perspective, uh, we had mentioned Noah Brown last week, of course, didn't play. There's the Pop Douglas talk about. We had Brandon Cooks mentioned. Rhonda Moore got the touchdown, then nothing else. Uh, and a few other guys like A.T. Perry, who we'll talk about a little bit later mm-hmm. on as well, too. There is still the Pop Douglas effect here. Yes. The Patriots now off by, likely starting Bailey Zappi. Can I say likely? Is that fair? Like, if you're Bill Belichick, you, you either say Mac Jones is going to continue playing or we're considering somebody else. Well, he hasn't said Mac Jones is going to play. So to me, it feels like mm-hmm. Bailey Zappi is going to be out there. Yeah, yeah. It seems like Bailey Zappi to me. And uh, like I had noted in the show last week, when Bailey Zappi like, came in for that final drive when they were trying to go down yeah, the, the tie again. Yeah, the interception. Yeah, yeah, the, exactly. The fake spike interception. Um, I Worst he, throw I've ever seen. He looked at Pop Douglas like four or five times yeah. on that drive, and Pop Douglas caught like three balls, two or three balls on that drive. I remember like thinking I was disappointed with flexing Pop Douglas, but then like doing a double take and being like, okay, wait a minute. He got me double-digit points. I'm okay with this, right? So, um, yeah, when it comes to receipts. Yes. Like for people who 
you can't search Pop Douglas in all these places. Like if you search Demario Douglas, that's what's going to pull up the page. Yes. Okay. Receiver. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You're right. We need to. We do need to. Just to be clear that. on that. Yes. Exactly. So, uh, well, you know, all this is to say that uh, there aren't really standout receivers this week. Last week was a receiver-heavy episode. This week, um, there's a couple of tiers. You know, there are two tiers actually: guys who were cut last week because they were on by, and guys that are crazy long shots, right? Uh, you know, unless you count uh, Jaden Reed, who we talked about at the beginning of the show. But if we want to just group all the guys that were on by last week and could be available now uh, together, of course, yeah. Demario Douglas, Pop yeah. Douglas, 32% rostered. Josh Downs from the Colts, 50%, right on the dot. He's absolutely worth a look. He's the wide receiver, too. Um, you know, maybe not in terms of snaps, but definitely in terms of air yards and targets in Indianapolis. He is the wide receiver, too, to Michael Pittman. And I think there's just enough fantasy utility from a wide receiver, too, even with Gardner Minshew at the helm, even in this offense, uh, to. Uh, to warrant a spot on the fantasy roster. The other guy, and we'll kind of this, we'll use this to transition into um, uh, to, into your guy is uh, you know I mentioned Rashid Shahid, right? Forty five percent rostered here. The Saints have some issues here. Michael Thomas has a knee injury. That means he is quote going to take some time. So Rashid Shahid at forty five percent definitely is someone that. Uh, um, you consider trying to work in your lineup if you can. You know, he has the big plays, some special teams return upside, but he also just has general big play upside in the offense, whether it's Derek Carr, whether it's Jameis Winston, whoever gets the nod at quarterback here. Rashid Shahid is interesting at 45%. But you got another Saints receiver that we want to talk about. So let's before, just jump to that before now. We, well, before we do that, of those three post bye week receivers, Demario Douglas, Rashid Shahid, Josh Downs, is there one that you would favor rostering over the other? I, I think it's I think it's Demario Douglas. Okay, and that's where I, you had him in the rankings. Be, yes, that's I I put them in the order that, that I would see because, you know, and may, and maybe this is wrong a little bit, but I kind of had enough of a sample size on Downs and enough of a sample size mm-hmm. on Shahid, you know, where they've been playing steadily in a similar role for the course of the season. Uh, Douglas seems like someone who could grow to me, so I, I guess I'm ta- I'm buying into the unknown a little bit. Okay, um, but uh, he seems like someone that could grow. To, you know, to beyond just like a, a semi-reasonable flex because I have to. So Downs is clearly my number one option uh, for the foreseeable future. So this week they play the Buccaneers, who are third worst against opposing fantasy receivers. Then you have the Titans in Week 13, who are fifth worst in, against opposing receivers. Bengals, eighth worst. Steelers, seventh worst. So you have a four-week stretch where I think Josh Downs is very clearly a wide receiver three in full-point PPR formats. And he has been more of a red zone threat because the Colts actually can score touchdowns. And I don't Mm -hmm. think we can say the same about a Bailey Zappi Patriots-led offense getting Demario Douglas to that point. So while I think Pop Douglas could be a factor and will absolutely be in that conversation. Downs has the greater upside to, to yep. my liking. At least. Even with Belichick off a of bye with a full week. <laughs> Even with Belichick already looking towards coaching the chargers, uh, possibly mid season uh, firing and hiring situation. If brand still is. Yes. I, I think Belichick is mentally checked out. Uh, I am surprised that uh, Robert Kraft has not fired him yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm surprised after, that Belichick has not... one bad season without Tom Brady. Uh, he's had four. He's had four seasons. <laughs> now, the the part that's dumb to everyone else but Patriots fans is this is what was going to happen. Like, you don't have an all-time great quarterback. You're, you don't have the officials now giving you every single call to help you win football games. That now goes to the Chiefs for the most part. Uh, that's this was, this was the end result. That, and you fire and hire really bad coordinators and draft really poorly. Your team sucks. Uh, we are following that suit as well as the Packers, even though they beat mm-hmm. the Chargers by three. So, uh, so yeah. what does that say about the Chargers? <laughs> it Anything. says Bill Belichick is going to make them way better uh, exactly. when he so, goes So there. it all comes full circle here. All right. So, again, um, yes. we Sorry, go back to the beginning. Perry. We're, we're talking A.T. Perry, right? That's what you want. You're, you're getting oh, my blood. Yeah, I, I, was te- I was teeing you up for some A.T. Perry, right? Because, of course, you look at Rashid Shahid first. Um, you know, Chris Olave is obviously still wide receiver one in this offense. There mm-hmm. are some other factors here, like what is Taysom Hill vulture? Jawan Johnson is back, you know? So is there, you know, after Olave and after Shahid, like what do you see left for A.T. Perry? I, I think it actually – sorry, I would feel a lot better if I knew Jameis Winston was your starting quarterback for the Saints than Derek Carr, who, by the way, is still in concussion protocol. We'll talk about Derek Carr in a little bit. Now, it's been over a week. Theoretically, you could activate. If the Saints were to say, hey, you know, Derek Carr kind of sucks lately, what if we just say, hey, he's 
take your time. Uh, hopefully, seeing we're, in we're bright be lights extra a little bit more. cautious. With yeah, this we just, <laughs> Derek Carr really, really important to our rest of the season. Let's see what we have, Jameis Winston here. I wouldn't be shocked. And if Winston is your quarterback this week, I think At Perry actually will be very successful. He got that touchdown pass uh, when Winston was under center last week for the Saints. He adds another big play threat, and it's interesting because Alave and Rashid Shahid are both big play threats, but what if you allow Alave and Rashid Shahid to be more underneath and not just Alvin Kamara underneath, but like actually intermediate threats and still have A.T. Perry stretching the field, 6'4", ran a really darn good 40 uh, with that height and weight. My only concern is, Jake, not that you're like super into the college team, but we had this conversation with Zach Evans, who is a, I think, either four or five-star recruit out of high school. I think A.T. Perry was the same way. So the Dynasty community is well aware of A.T. Perry, and he has let everyone down really relative to those expectations. It feels the same way that Zach Evans is, where really hyped high school prospect, never really made good enough in college. Can he actually do it in the NFL? There's more tantalizing upside for A.T. Perry. I say all this. And yet, if you have a deep roster uh, roster league, I would much rather have Dontavian Wicks, who's going to be widely available, of course, plays Thursday in concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. To me, Dontavian Wicks is a proven aspect. And even though the Packers have four receivers, really three because Christian Watson's bad, uh, four receivers, I think Dontavian Wicks' rest of season mm-hmm. is going to be a very – he is worth a roster spot. I think that's, yeah. that's worth it. See, I just I have such a difficult time with that because he's wide receiver four and he's not playing a third of the snaps. Yes, he's gonna have some some games. I mean, three for ninety one. He can he's shown that he can get open. Mm-hmm. He's shown that was a you know a solid a solid late round draft pick. He is an asset, but I just don't think he's a fantasy asset quite yet. I mean like I'm rostering a mistake league right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. I think he's a free agent on our side. <laughs> I love the I love the Jake's like uh, yeah okay mm-hmm. sounds good. Good job that you're you're doing okay. that for some dumb yeah. reason. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah go for it. No, listen, listen. I'm I'm fine with Wicks, but I think he needs an injury to actually be in serious fantasy. Great, Christian Watson's due for one. <laughs> that's 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 mo for Christian Watson. We already have Aaron Jones out for some time. I think Christian Watson's set too. Yeah. I'm I'm dead serious. I'm not I'm not just joking with this. I, I really think that if Dontavian Wicks were to have an injury occur to the top half here, whether it be Jaden Reed, I don't think Dobbs really does enough to get injured, but Christian Watson as well too, that Wicks is going to be somebody that you, you could roster. And I'm thinking 20 roster spot leagues, 12 team, 20 roster spots. Wicks needs to be picked up. And I 12 think there's a, a 12 team, 20 roster spot. Oh, 20 roster spots. Yeah. Okay. Even that, 18. I could, I could see him in fishbowl. Yeah, absolutely. Fishbowl, Steak League, again, I, I think there's a lot of different uh, options out there where Dontavian Wicks needs to be considered. I'd have him over He's available. He's available in our Fishbowl, in my Fishbowl at least. And let's see if he's available in my Steak League. It, it's tough because this is Packer country up here. I would assume he's available in your Steak League. Yeah, Your, exactly. your Steak League is the number one. Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> definitely available in, in our stake league. Um, I just insulted uh, 10 other people in the office right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, well, the thing is, and I think he's going to stay available, especially if he doesn't play with a concussion, well, correct, correct. right? Yep. You know, you don't need to pick him up now. If you're and, stashing, if you have a stash spot, I'm using on Wicks over A.T. Perry. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, so, but, I mean, the whole point of why I didn't want to rank Wicks uh, even before I knew the concussion protocol is that Jaden Reed's 36%. Yep. Jaden Reed ran more than twice as many routes, played more than twice as many snaps, um, only had one more target, it was, which is interesting, and, and less air yards. But also, don't forget Jaden Reed rushing had touchdown. Th- yeah, the rushing touchdown. Three carries mm-hmm. for 46 yards on a team that is severely sore of running backs, right? So uh, No, so- no, no. Don't, don't, don't say that. This is not – I don't – well – I mean, this, this isn't this Randall is Cobb, but he—it's—it's it's not like getting carries is strange for him. He, it, it's yeah, happening. So it could the, be, and it might happen a few I more times. I Can't believe I'm blanking on this. Who is the running back? Uh, Ty Montgomery. It's—it's it's not a Ty Montgomery Randall Cobb situation. Like the only times that Jaden Reed is getting carries are on those end around sweep type of deals, and you can mm-hmm. do that against the dumbest defense in the league, Brandon Staley and the Chargers. You cannot do that against every other team in the league. Like that, that just mm-hmm. won't work. I'm just I don't saying, think if, he's, if he's the, the jet sweep guy to Dylan's pound underneath, that's that's good for three carries. Yes, but like three carries for six yards, like that. Mm-hmm. I I think defenses will not be as dumb as the Chargers. That's that's okay. all I'm, I'm going with that. So no, I don't don't make that Ty Montgomery, uh, Jaden Reed jump just yet because I, if this was an Aaron Rodgers offense, maybe there's some utility to that. That's not what Matt Lafleur and Jordan Love seem to be capable of doing at this point. So I was disappointed that Michael Thomas, uh, Cardinals rookie receiver, didn't get an opportunity to really shine. 
And theoretically, if he were to be out and he was out this past week, it would have been for Rondell Moore's benefit. Well, Rondell Moore didn't do a whole lot. He got that one touchdown early on. That was yeah. it. Unfortunately, it's the Greg Dortch show, which was, of we're course, back to this. frustrating <laughs> all of last season. Yeah, no, exactly here. So, yeah, we had mentioned Michael Moore or Wilson. He was inactive with the shoulder injury. Uh, Greg, Greg Dortch. Eight targets, six or six catches, seventy-six yards. He is zero percent rostered. Nobody saw this coming. People are probably going to pick him up and start him and be sorely disappointed. And whereas Rondell Moore, who um, you know we mentioned six, seven targets a game when he was healthy and Kyler Murray started games last season, um, he only had one target. Now, fortunately for him, that one target happened to be a forty-eight-yard touchdown. Uh, good news there. Um, by the way, Trey McBride is a target machine who does not leave the field at all. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have to we have to th- mention him when we're talking about the Cardinals wide receivers here. And meanwhile, Hollywood Brown, absolute disappearing act. Just two of his five targets for 18 yards. Can't start him anymore. So, um, you know, what do you do with this mess? You, you Dorch in desperation. I'm still clinging to Rondell Moore, 15%. I think he starts to see a little bit more volume. He's another guy that could also be a threat for carries as well. I think uh, that I, I still think the wide receivers one and two are Hollywood and Rondell Moore, even you know with what happened to Dorch. But uh, you know it's it's definitely getting narrower, and I do not love uh, you know having the wide receiver three on the Cardinals. Yeah, it's it's a tricky spot. I, I like Trey McBride. We've talked about that before, and Kyler Murray adds another offensive element to the Cardinals' offense, but. He is more of a rushing threat. You know, that's the other part of this, too, that if Murray runs five more times than the Cardinals were throwing in past weeks, that's five yep. less reception opportunities. Uh, five less targets to go around. I agree with that. Very good point. Um, and then we got to talk about their opponents this week, the Rams, right? Cooper Cup left this week's game yep. with a low ankle sprain, uh, but apparently he has a chance to play, uh, you know, this week. So, that, so that's interesting. Meanwhile, Puka Nakua has a shoulder injury, severity unknown. You know, we're going to have to see what he practices this week. But if one or both, but if any one of those guys misses, I think Tutu Atwell is back in play at 26%. He was getting six, seven targets a game when Cup was out, and I see no reason why he can't return to that. And he would actually be he'd be really close to taking over like the Josh Downs and Pop Douglas on my list if uh, I knew for a fact that uh, one of these guys was missing. So Atwell's going to get picked up in a lot of leagues this week, and uh, he's, he, he's flexible. I had a rest-of-season question, Puka Nakua or DK Metcalf? I went DK Metcalf for what it's worth because I don't know how long Cooper Cup will be out or if he is out. Oh, man, that's a really good question. I like Puka, but it's very tight. I went DK Metcalf. That's I'm going it, with a it, new it, shiny it's, toy. I can't help myself. It's, it's tricky. Uh, it's tricky. We had talked about Jalen Tolbert as well for the Cowboys. Uh, CD Lamb's banged up. I think he's going to play. Yeah, but if he were fine. not to play, Brandon Cooks, Jalen Tolbert, Jalen Tolbert, all has yeah. Done. But we throw the same garbage time rationale as we do yep. with Rico Dowdle, right? You know, Washington secondary is awful. If they're uh, if they're up, you know, forty one to nothing. Tolbert's still going to be on the field, whereas Lamb and maybe even Cooks will not be. So, uh, you know, possible garbage time there. I also wanted to throw in, you know, we talked about uh, Noah Brown last week, and then, of course, midweek injury ended up not playing here. Uh, Robert Woods, you know, actually ran the exact same number of routes as Nico Collins and Tank Dells, just 1% less snaps, finished with five catches on eight targets for 44 yards. So the end result, you know, the five receptions for 44 yards, very, very average from a fantasy perspective. But, um this Texans offense, man, it's a team. you can have three receivers from yes. the Texans in a in a PPR every single most week in a PPR definitely yep. most definitely can do that. So uh, so yeah, Robert Woods comes back on the radar a little bit. You have Gabe Davis on the drop list. Uh, you want to vent? Did you play yeah, against? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. At this stage in the season, if I remember to put someone on the drop list, it's because they wronged me severely. <laughs> and that is Gabe Davis this week. I cannot get this guy right. Um, when I bench him, he scores twice. When I start him, he ends up with an eighty-seven percent snap share, one hundred percent route run rate, and zero freaking targets. Um, so I don't know how that's possible for him to be on the field more than any other receiver and get zero targets. You know, probably a matchup thing, but. Um, you know, this Buffalo offense ain't what we thought it was here, right? So Gabe Davis isn't uh, – he's definitely not a must-start, and I'm not even sure, so sure he's a must-roster anymore. Yeah, it's interesting. Khalil Shakir got the, the big play touchdown, but the week before it was Gabe Davis that got the big play touchdown. If you want yeah. to vent about even both Stephon of Even Stephon Diggs is looking a little well, bit – But uh, Diggs has been yeah. bottled up, and I have needed Diggs and have lost a lot of critical games over the past exactly. weeks. Exactly. Yeah, has I know. I took a big hit in Dynasty in. this week and uh, barely squeaked by in the Invitational, uh, my Diggs leagues. Yeah, don't don't talk to me about bad luck. I lost by three points uh, in the stake league game or my stake league matchup this week because Mahomes 
you had that drop pass by MVS, that would have been the win there. Yeah. Uh, also lost a two-point game because of that drop pass because of MVS. Mm-hmm. Couldn't just, I was, I was point a, two a, points the behind. The Packers yeah, MVS was exactly. that play right yeah. there. I know I saw that. That was familiar. I was point two points behind in Stake League when the Chiefs were going on their game-winning drive and Kelsey dropped a third down. I yeah. had Kelsey. Kelsey mm-hmm. dropped a third down catch that would have won for me and I just well flipped my table over and then of course the on fourth catch. down he gets it and he gets one more catch so so I was fine but I thought like oh no they don't convert on fourth down I am toast um but yeah. fortunately we ended up uh we ended up sticking it through here so anyway enough about our personal leagues here want to hit some quarterbacks yeah and I want to be clear uh with no teams on by and what 10 starting level quarterbacks out via injury I don't really think there's a lot of good streaming candidates uh and the biggest change was that Zach Wilson the 32nd quarterback in the league was replaced by the 33rd quarterback in the league Tommy Boyle or you know Tim Boyle right and that's not even uh, Boyle's Boyle's actually worse Boyle is a worse quarterback than Danny DeVito I'm going to put that on record right now Jake <laughs> there is no worse quarterback in the league than Boyle and he will be starting for the Jets then there's DeVito and those are your two changes so can we please like two minute quick hit this thing I I want nothing to do about all these crappy QBs yeah, exactly. So uh, Tim Boyle starts, Trevor Simeon's the backup, Zach Wilson, demoted, not fired, to quarterback three here. Uh, Tommy DeVito, he looked pretty dang good this week, but uh, I'm going to call this a one-off uh, matchup week here. You know, um, Well, the Patriots I, I suck too, so possible that DeVito, you might be able to play him in your Scott Fishbowl. That is the only league ever in the entire world where DeVito should be starting anywhere. Yes, exactly. I will be playing him in the Fishbowl. I don't know what the uh, – it's the first time Fishbowl. I don't know if I'm allowed to still make pickups with the playoffs starting because they do have an early playoffs here. You might be mercifully done having to care about that league. You're, yeah, you're, I might ex- yeah, exactly. Yep. But uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll make a, a bid for Tim Boyle just for fun. <laughs> No, this is the guy who started Tyson Bajan and Jared Hall one week. Like it's yeah, been, it's right. been an ugly year when your yes. top quarterbacks are Rodgers and Cousins in your two quarterback league. Anyhow, uh, Derek Carr still working through concussion protocol. Got to keep an eye on that one. Jameis Winston could be around there. Uh, Geno Smith bruised his elbow, left the game, re-entered the game after Drew Locke threw a pick in his relief. We have a short week this week, and it's against the Niners. I probably want no part of any Seattle quarterback this week, but. Um, you know, just keep an eye out there for Gino if you if you have to start him. Um, apparently, Desmond Ritter uh, will start over Taylor Heineke moving forward, beginning with Week 12 against the Saints, who are number 13 against opposing quarterbacks. So, middle of the pack matchup. Desmond Ritter is the guy. I'm not sure. I love that um, for my small amount of London and Kyle pitch shares, but I guess you know, I guess we'll wait and see here. Of course, as we mentioned earlier in the show, no surprises, but uh, Belichick will not name a Pat starter. And then back to the Jets, full circle here. Aaron Rodgers is 18% rostered in Yahoo formats. Could he be back for the fantasy playoffs? Apparently, we're looking at a, he is looking at a week 16 return. I'm not sure I believe that. That defies science. Um, my chiropractor uncle, for what it's worth, does not believe that at all, does not think it is physically possible uh, to do that, but he definitely doesn't have the same homeopathic remedies that Mr. Aaron Rodgers does. So, yeah, if you we'll some Rishi stones, whatever it is, then you'll Exactly, the moon crystals. He's got to go back to Danica for the moon crystals. Um, anyway, but whatever voodoo he's got going, he thinks he's coming back week 15. I'm not sure it's worth a stash, but if you have an IR spot and you're in a two-quarterback league, I don't know, snag him, see what the heck happens. I might, you know, I can't hurt to see what happens. He tries, he'll probably, if he, if they let him try, if the medical doctors somehow clear him to go try, he'll probably end up hurt worse or, uh, you know, hurt on the first drive again and it'll kill you in fantasy in a playoff matchup, no less. But, um, again, throwing it out there because it's two-quarterback league update. I hope he comes back in week 16 and does great. I really do, but... Uh, uh, you know, the realist in me does not quite see that. Happening. I don't think I hope that. Uh, I think it'll get – I'm trying to think of what's the least annoying outcome. And him just staying on injured reserve because the Jets suck so bad is is the is the least annoying outcome. So that that is what I want. This right now where we have to even mention Aaron Rodgers because uh, he used some moonstones to feel a little bit better is is very annoying. I, I want to be clear. This is, this is a very, very annoying time period. I was but wondering how long it was going to take Roto- Yeah, I was wondering how long it was going to take Rotowire to write an update on these rumors, like an actual news update, <laughs> right, not, not one of our update. rumor updates, mm-hmm. like like an actual news update on Rodgers. And finally, we got it last week, so I was like, okay, might as well mention it. But that's it for quarterbacks. 
Yeah, and real quick, we mentioned Isaiah Likely at the top of the show. He was our number two overall waiver wire pick, and probably the only one that's widely available because Zach Charbonnet was number one. Uh, with Mark Andrews likely done for the fantasy season, I think Isaiah Likely uh, certainly has some value. We have a lot of user questions, Jake, and I think we can still talk about the, the streaming defenses real quick. So two-minute hitter on Isaiah likely as to why maybe he isn't as attractive. It's not going to be a one-for-one replacement of Mark Andrews in the offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he certainly won't be a one-for-one replacement here, but uh, Mark Andrews is out, so you got the opportunity there. Um, remember last last year, Andrews missed a lot of time off and on, likely yep. only had uh, three games of double-digit PPR points and three total touchdowns all year. So he's, uh, I don't know, he's right on that K-Dot in line to me, you know, the the, the replacement tight end line. Um and, you know, you can grab him. That's fine if uh, you had Mark Andrews and you needed a replacement. But if guys like, I don't know, if guys like Najoku are around, if guys like McBride, probably their availability is all washed up. But definitely look at a couple names like that first. Yeah, I, I think I have him above KDOT. And I'm trying to pull up Jeff Erickson's list from last week. It, of course, incorporates the tight ends. So he had, uh, well, incorporates the bye guys. So Trey McBride was 9, Evan Ingram 10, Cole Komet 11, Luke Musgrave, 12, Nunjoku, 13. I think that's the line for me. So Logan Thomas was 14. I would play Isaiah Likely over Logan Thomas. Yes. I would play him over Donald Parham, who ended up doing yes. pretty good. You, That was a great call by you last week. That middle of the field definitely was wide open. He middle of the field was game. open. He should, yeah, he should have had a bigger game. Didn't he drop one? He dropped early? one very early in the game on the very first fourth down for the Chargers. Mm-hmm. That was a 15-yard play that he could have. And then Stone Smart got the 50-yard reception. That could have easily been Parham. So I, I would play Isaiah, Isaiah Likely over Parham. I'd play him over Tyler Conklin, over Noah Fant, Michael Mayer. So it's really tight end 14. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, that I'm, so, and Kate Otten was all the way down at 21. So that's – yeah, I, I would be playing uh, Isaiah Likely around that spot. So it's certainly possible – that you could use him, and you could use him as a flex, too. I think that's one of the bigger changes this year where these tight ends, the Trey McBrides of the world, if you were active early in getting them, they can very clearly be obvious Mm -hmm. flex plays for you, too. Yeah, I was trying to trade Kelsey, actually, after getting uh, Mm -hmm. Trey McBride a week early. Uh, Didn't find any offers that I particularly liked, um, but I've been fine flexing Trey McBride, you know, every week. That's just fine for me. Yeah, uh, you have a deep cut that you could at least talk about as well, too. Okay, so rookie Josh Weil from Tennessee is slowly taking work from Chigi Okonkwo. Say what you want uh, that. He uh, he actually saw more snaps than Okonkwo this week in one less route. Uh, still only ended up with one catch for seven yards here. But for your two tight end leagues, maybe one to put on the radar. Streaming defenses. Uh, while I kind of key up, although I will mention the Giants. But you go ahead and give me some streaming defenses to consider. Okay, too. so, I mean... You could take your pick out of either side in this New England uh, at uh, the Giants matchup. I actually mm-hmm. put the Patriots as number one. They're only 26% rostered here. They're on the road, which I don't love, but I feel like uh, it's almost a buy-low opportunity for the Pats, right? Because DeVito coming off a very good week. Well, Belichick had some time. Yeah, you know, maybe he's checked out, maybe he's not. But I'm, I'd like to think he had some time to go ahead and look at that tape and find out how he can beat Danny DeVito. So many of those passes were short passes. He utilized the running backs in the passing game quite a bit. Um, I think Belichick finds a way to stop that and holds the Giants' defense to um, or holds the Giants' offense to ten points or less. I think Belichick used that buy period to scope out some properties in Los Angeles, figure out what works best for him and his family. Uh, I definitely don't think he was planning football. That's that's or, for sure. Or stumble stumble shirtless and disoriented out of uh, booty calls houses. He, that certainly could happen as well, too. Although I thought Belichick's wife or girlfriend was hot. Whatever, it doesn't matter. You could still do that if you're one of the greatest coaches of all time. Anyway, you, yeah, this uh, is more Bill of a Barstool TMZ thing to look at. But yeah, there's some I, funny Belichick say, videos out there this year. You know, if you really want to do a, uh, if you want to do a deep dive there. Javon Thibodeau is already turning into one of the better pass rushing uh, ends in the entire league. I think that offensive line for the Patriots is miserable. I think that offense is miserable. And if I'm ranking Tim Boyle, uh, Tommy DeVito and Bailey Zappi, I'm going to just quit. Uh, there's no reason to actually decide. There's no purpose of this job anymore if I'm mm-hmm. having to decide which one of those. Those are all as good as Division Two level quarterbacks. Tyson Bajant might be better than all of those quarterback options out there. Zach Wilson is in that conversation too. I, I think Bailey Zappi is that bad. So, yeah, the Giants defense, which has been getting sacks, a very safe floor to me, and also can take advantage of easily a top 100 quarterback, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. top 100 uh, in the league, yes, I'm, I'm playing the Giants' defense over the Patriots. Yeah, and uh, you know the rest of these streamers. Uh, a, a lot of the streamers were, were road teams, which I don't like to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I wrote down the Saints, 46 percent at Atlanta. Desmond Ritter, Desmond Ritter, I think is bad. Um, but you know, both these teams are off a of buy, so nobody, 
nobody has a clear, a clear uh, you know, advantage in that department. But the Saints were, uh, they were doing just enough. I mean, they were almost above our threshold to begin with before the bye. And then also, uh, listen, I, I don't love the Broncos' defense. Maybe they're getting something together, maybe not. But they're mm-hmm. home and they're against the Browns. Who uh, you know? It's going to be an ugly, gritty game, and uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson is the quarterback for Cleveland, unless uh, something else comes about there. So uh, you know, the over under was at thirty five points for that game. The only exactly. one that was lower was Giants Patriots. Yeah, and, and Titans Panthers is going to have to be pretty low too. The Titans are the home team yeah. as well. Uh, Titans are only three percent rostered, so if you really need a stream, but again, no teams are on by, so you should. Would you play this, the Lions this defense this week against the Packers? Not with how Jordan loves looking. I think the Packers can playing. get at least three touchdowns out of that. I think I'm still playing him. Uh, I, I feel. Well, I, I mean, feel... I, I would I would play the Lions over the Patriots or the Broncos or the Titans, but um, I mean, how many teams? What? what, what I'm trying to look and see here. The Lions are uh, <laughs> just just to see how rostered they are. Um, I know. I'm. I I just wouldn't drop them and try to pick up one of these guys that we're recommending. Yeah. That's, yeah, they're that's 64 percent rostered. So yeah, I would probably just roll with that. You're right. Because uh, yeah, love, love will take some sacks at least. So that well, and, and throw some picks. That'll again. Chargers defense really really bad. Brandon Staley just just leave. Uh, we had a lot of user questions, Jake. A lot of trade questions. So I'll try to rattle them off here too. Uh, this person would be getting would be giving up Keenan Allen and Jameer Gibbs. They are getting Christian McCaffrey. Jordan Addison and Quinton Johnston. He is asking, would you rather have Johnston or Christian Watson in this deal again, where he's getting CMC and Addison? Ooh, boy. Um, I guess if, you know, obviously long term, I'd go. I think I, I don't know if it's obvious. I'm probably taking Christian Watson. I think I am too. Yep. Yep. Because yep. And uh, I, yeah. I, I'm sold on. I, I mean, I'm sold on Johnston just no longer being trusted by. By uh, that was the Phillip last Rivers week for me too. Yeah, you can't Herbert. drop that pass. Mm-hmm. That yeah, that's that. And whoever talks about Justin Herbert sucking, just just stop talking sports. I'm so yeah, none of, sick. None of that was Herbert's fault last I'm week. So he sick is, of people. He was hitting only deciding quarterback play based off a win loss record. I'm I it's it's if you watched that game and said Justin Herbert is the problem with the Chargers, just gouge your eyes out, put them <laughs> in some sort of uh, container. To never again get the ability to see anything because you don't understand football ever mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. <laughs> now I know Lambeau Field can be a little bit weird with the shadows sometimes, but like still, he bounced that ball off Keenan Allen's one three right yes. off the numbers. Yep. Um, he yeah, it's uh, it's amazing how many breaks the Packers caught to win that game. Now that I think of it. Yeah. Uh, would you rather have Derrick Henry or David Montgomery rest of the season? Gross. No, it's looked. David Montgomery every time. This is not a, yeah, well, not I a mean, gross question. Yeah, yeah. with how things have looked for the last couple of weeks for Henry, as someone who has owned both, I would rather have Montgomery. I think that's yeah, the answer. I, I, Montgomery is the easy call, especially with Will Levis still as your quarterback for the Titans. Uh, would you trade Puka Nakua, DJ Moore, and Laporta for Amon Ross St. Brown? He's got CeeDee Lamb and McBride as his, as his backup, so that's why Moore and Puka doesn't really matter. Uh, so, again, would you trade Puka? DJ Moore and Laporta for St. Brown. Oh man, this is this is one where I almost ninety nine percent of the time say best player wins the deal. Yep, but that's quite a bit to give up. Yep, um, he would. Dep- uh, I mean, is he starting three wide receivers in his league? I would assume you're starting C. St. Brown, and then he's he's got Kyron Williams on the bench possibly. I don't think that matters too much. I, I can I give the same offer to the guy who is Christian McCaffrey. Like, I know St. Brown's great, but I would rather have Christian McCaffrey. Like, this this yeah. should be a package that can get the best See, fantasy it, player. It, I mean, if I had um, Amonra, I would make this deal. If I had McCaffrey, I don't think I would. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I, I think that's too much for St. Brown, I guess is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. He needs two receivers and two flexes from this group. Debo Samuel, who goes against the Seahawks. Tank Dell against the Jacksonville Jaguars. T. Higgins with no yeah. Joe Burrow. Dalton Schultz. I would assume Noah Brown and then your boy Gabe Davis. So you need four out of this group. Four out of these five? One, two, three, four, five, six. So I'm I'm benching Gabe Davis and T. Higgins from this group. Yes, that is correct. I'm as, as so long as Noah and if Noah Brown misses again, I'm playing T or Gabe Davis. Yeah, Debo Gabe Tank. Davis. Debo and Tank are for sure. You can just say pick two out of the next four. Gabe um, Davis gets the Eagles though? Over uh, Jake Browning throwing to T. Higgins? I can't trust Gabe Davis at all. I'm playing Gabe Davis over Jake Browning throwing to T. Higgins. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's complete unknown 
gave us a start on the field. So yeah, Eagles, Eagles pass defense, not very good. You uh, pick pick one to sit. Joe Mixon, again, with Jake Browning as your quarterback. Devin Singletary against Jacksonville. Pacheco against the Raiders in Las Vegas. I'm probably sitting Mixon. I think I'm sitting Mixon. I think I'm sitting Mixon of that group as well, too. Uh, Rest of season, Jaden Reed or Romeo Dobbs, but spelled correctly. Uh, Romeo Dobbs. Okay. More of a red zone threat. Puka Nakua or Rashad White at flex. I'm assuming it's a PPR league. Yeah, I I like the momentum Rashad White has built lately. I'm actually starting Rashad White there because he, he, well, let's say this: it's when I want to watch uh, Puka's practice participation. Right? Yeah, he's got some yeah. kind of a shoulder injury. Right? We don't know what's going on. So if you said I had to lock my lineup on Tuesday at two p.m. Uh, Eastern time, um, I would say Rashad White, but that could easily change if uh, if Puka gets a clean bill of health and Cup's definitely out then Puka takes that spot. But, like, right now, if I had to make the decision, right now, this very second, Rashad White. Last question here, Bijan Robinson against that Saints defense or DeAndre Swift against the Bills defense? I'm playing DeAndre Swift because you can't count on any kind of consistent usage from Bijan. I agree. Uh, up until fantasy football murderer Arthur Smith is gone, I think you have to play DeAndre Swift. So a lot and of DeAndre questions. DeAndre Swift there. has been somewhat. He's been pretty consistent yep. since uh, since week one, and he looked very good last night against he, the Chiefs he loses defense. The that I respect potential because the the Jalen Hurts can just get the automatic three yep. yards at the goal line. But Swift is he's really good. He he really almost good. scored again in the second half, and that, and I was yep. going against him, so I watched this very closely. They had a, he hit him perfectly on his screen. He just needed to make one man miss, and the, I swear Swift had open field in front of him the rest of the way down. It was a great he, tackle, yeah. Yes, by that. It, it was an exceptional tackle. That would have been the difference between a sixteen point and uh, a, you know, and a, a twenty-eight point. Yeah, 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 yeah mm-hmm. exactly. I know exactly the player you're talking about. Uh, Drew Tranquil, the linebacker for the Eagles. I'm sorry, the not the Eagles. Uh, mm-hmm. The Chiefs, I, I had forgot that he even signed with. He was a Chargers guy that I wrote. Yeah. Far no. too many IDP notes about this. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, exactly. I am. Uh, I, he saved my stake league matchup against Shannon for that. So so thank you, Mr. Tranquil. Yeah, I wish I could say the same. Freaking MVS, just catch the ball. <laughs> just. I was going against Jalen Hurts. It was Mahomes Hurts with a half a point difference when the game started. So with a minute thirty, if MVS catches the touchdown, maybe Jalen Hurts drives back down and scores. Whatever else, just just catch the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever. All right, uh, that does it for us on the Week Twelve edition, the pre-Thanksgiving edition. If you are listening to this while driving to your holidays, uh, certainly be safe here in the Midwest. The conditions are already getting grimy, but obviously, uh, mm-hmm. uh, be safe for all your travels this week. And if you have Snow, any fancy yep. questions, JB Fantasy Sports uh, at Roto Jake. We've been pretty good over the past week answer we've had a lot of those questions mm-hmm. so keep sending them our way yeah i've got a heck of a college basketball week for, yeah. week for the holidays yeah. so uh you know if you want to get involved in any of that check it out on the site but uh of course plenty of football leagues still in contention playoff spots are uh it's do or die right now yep all right thanks everyone for listening spring is in the air at littleton coin company and we want to help you brighten your collection Visit us at LittletonCoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at LittletonCoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.